Your bird may have blinded the basilisk, but it can still hear you. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wizard's Pod. My name is Jay. And I am D, and this is episode 206. Yes. Episode 206. <laughs> season 2, episode 6. Welcome back. We are nearing the end of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And actually, today, we will get to the bottom of the mystery. Yeah. But I don't we, know what's left for episode seven. But we will have still a few more things to analyze in the next episode. In addition to the movie analysis, we'll also have a lot of awards to give away, remember? That's mm. what we do at the end of every movie. So of course. we will dedicate one last episode to wrap things up in all sorts of directions. But... Should we start with the movie analysis first? Absolutely. So we will start with the scene where we learned two things while Harry and Ron go to Professor Lockhart's office trying to help him get to the Chamber of Secrets. We learned that the mechanism through which Lockhart is a fraud, you know, is actually by erasing the mom the memories of wizards whose accomplishments he claimed as his own we have known for a while now that he's a fraud but now we kind of know the mechanism and secondly we learned that lockhart can be dangerous on purpose so far he has been dangerous not necessarily on purpose he tried to do things to show off and he failed he has been dangerous by being incompetent exactly but yeah. now he's being dangerous for the sake of being dangerous i mean he knows what he's doing uh, he tries to erase Harry's and Ron's memories, but he doesn't. While in his office, anyway. True, true. This is just a summary of the scene. I'd like to start by saying that the Office of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher remains pretty much the same for the rest of the series, starting with the second movie and then moving on. Yep. Actually, even during the Fantastic Beast movies, as we have seen, yeah it is still the same true with minor changes obviously and that's something that i appreciate as always and also since we're talking about similarities similar to the first movie the defense against the dark arts teacher ends up being a second class villain in this movie again just to draw one more parallel between the first and the second movie yeah and they also end up leaving the school after only one year that is it very true yes and that continues until the seventh movie pretty much yeah. um yeah well one thing that i noticed here mm -hmm. which is not surprising but it's a good kind of a hint is that a hint kind of a good placement thing is that uh, lockhart has a wig i did not know that oh really yeah i thought that was his hair <laughs> well no it is his hair but he has a wig also like I see him take. When you uh, say Lockhart, you mean the character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the actor. Yeah, not the actor. But I, I think that's the actor's hair. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, but okay. Lockhart, as in the character, I see him putting, taking a wig away from like a. Oh really? I yeah, didn't notice. And that. then just putting it in his bag. I oh, thought that was funny. That is funny. But yeah, he, all his uh, pictures and belongings, and his fan mail, he's just taking away. Okay. How do you think that he is able to perform Obliviate that well, but he fails at any other magic? 
maybe he tried all the other ones and he just couldn't. But even at Obliviate, he's bad, actually. I take it back. Why? He's bad because I did a little research and at least according to the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> Obliviate, and I quote here, is a forgetfulness charm used to erase specific memories from an individual's mind. Specific memories. Yeah. I do not think that Lockhart intentionally tries to erase everything from someone's memory. Yeah. But he ends up doing that to himself. Yeah, but so he... I think he just does not know how to do this spell properly. He just does it because also, okay, let me add one more thing. Hermione in the seventh book and movie, she performs the same Obliviate spell. Yeah, just to modify certain memories. Yes, but she does it as most of her spells are. She does it successfully. Whereas Lockhart, this is my theory at least, he does not know how to perform it well. For him, it's either all or nothing. I think... My theory. Yeah. My hypothesis. I Prove me wrong. Yeah, not to prove you wrong, but I think it's he's actually pretty good at this spell and it's actually mentioned in the book that it's the only spell that he's good at. And I think the reason why he ends up losing all his memories, there are two reasons, I think. One more believable than the other. Uh, remember what he tells Ron and uh, Harry? He's like, well, people are going to think that you just went crazy and lost your mind because you saw Ginny's body all mangled up and chewed up by the monster. So he wants to make them look like crazy. So he just he doesn't want to just delete a memory of theirs. He wants to erase all their memories. But he does it with every person. I don't think so. There is, I think he does because here's the thing. He stole there... the achievements from all the other people he did steal them from. Had he stolen from them only the parts where he is erasing, you know, them meeting him and sharing these things with him, they would read about these achievements in the book and they say, these are my achievements. But I did maybe... this when I was 20. No, yeah. he goes back all the way. I don't think so. Yeah. Because like he could erase just them doing that deed, you know. I think he was pretty good at that. And, you know, it just shows that it's not that he wasn't a talented wizard. He just didn't practice. You Did you know what house he was in? Hufflepuff. I think he was in Ravenclaw. Oh, Ravenclaw. I think you're right. I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's Ravenclaw. I want to check, but I'm, I can check later. It's fine. But yeah, he was smart is what I'm trying to say is that just he doesn't apply it himself. Not every Ravenclaw has to be smart. Oh my God, that. it's part of the requirement. It is part of the requirement, but okay. Let me bring a counter example. Peter Pettigrew. Do you think he had what it... He has took? some bravery in him, for he d- sure. Does he though? I think so. I'm going to analyze Peter Pettigrew later on, most likely in season three. But for now, I'm just going to say that if he was brave enough, he would have taken the courage to leave and go find and help Voldemort during the first 12 years rather than wait for somebody to escape Azkaban and then he just ran away anyway. It's not like he used a special skill. Again, there are flaws. You don't have to have all the skills of a house to belong in a house. And Harry has proven this because Harry ends up being in Gryffindor despite what the hat was you know but harry, trying to do but harry has you know he has the characteristics of a gryffindor 
Either way, okay, you're saying you don't have to be smart to be in Ravenclaw, but literally to enter the common room, you have to answer a different riddle every single time. And maybe Lockhart is really good at riddles. It doesn't mean that he's good at magic. All right. <laughs> we can agree or disagree. Your, sure. All your points sure. are valid. I, I just I just think Lockhart, I'd like to think that Lockhart just didn't apply himself. You know, and he chose the route of fame and he found something that worked for him and he just like honed in that This skill. last part, I agree with you. But I even at that, I don't think he's that good. I think right, this is yeah. the only part where you and I differ. You'd like to think that he is really good at one particular spell. I think he is. I think he knows how to do one version of that spell really well, meaning just erase all instead of particular memory. Anything else you'd like to say? But yeah, he is overcome by two 12-year-old wizards, one of whom has a broken wand, yes. and they force him to go with. And in the next short scene, Harry, Ron, and Professor Lockhart learn from Moaning Myrtle that she indeed was the girl that was killed by the basilisk 50 years ago when she accidentally looked at its eyes in that very bathroom. Also, Harry manages to use Parcel Tongue to open the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets, which is on uh, at the bottom of the sinks. For this section of our movie analysis segment, I have only questions for you, not quizzes, just questions All right. for All right. debate, I guess. How come no one, not even Professor Dumbledore himself, bothered to ask Moni Myrtle, the ghost, about more details of how she died during uh, in that bathroom uh, 50 years ago. And I'm not saying why didn't Dumbledore ask her this year, which was very relevant, but even during the last 50 years that he has been there, because there's he's the headmaster. I'm aware, I would hope he's aware of all the ghosts that exist in the school, I would think, number one. Number two, he knows exactly who was killed by the monster 50 years ago. Yeah. And number three, he was the only person, as we learned a few episodes ago, that believed that Hagrid was innocent? Yeah, good question. Good observation also. Did not think about that. Maybe he asked her, but, you know, couldn't get much more out of it. Couldn't, like, mm. make the connections. Interesting. Okay, well, you know, maybe we give him more credit than we should yeah i mean come on like he makes mistakes we know many that. mistakes is one thing but not resting until you know the answer is also another thing i think at least because he knows exactly what happened he knows hagrid did not do it he's one of the very few people maybe just him and hagrid who know that there is a real threat out there but he waited and waited until the end of the school year to take more action and quite frankly we don't know of any action that he took it doesn't mean that he didn't but you don't have to wait for harry potter to solve the mystery a second year in a row yeah yeah <laughs> now why did harry and ron take professor lockhart with them why didn't they just let's say petrify him and leave a note or something with someone saying this is a dangerous guy or whatever I can see why. I mean, they, they need to rush to go save Ginny and leaving him behind could potentially mean that he would just sabotage whatever they're doing. But also, on the other hand, Lockhart is quite a bit of liability without even being incapacitated. 
True, but they end up using him as a guinea pig. For oh, just to, to throw him. To in throw him, hole. yeah. They didn't that, know that when they brought him. With. Yeah, yeah, but I guess they just wanted an adult with them. I don't know. He just literally told them, "There is nothing I'm good at except for obliviate." Yeah. So if I were him, I would just you know take his wand, split it in half, perform a uh, petrificus petrificus total spell, yeah. and. You know, leave Harry or Ron with him and or take, I don't know, call Madame Pomfrey, call an adult. Yeah, yeah. And then the other person can go and save Ginny. I don't know. To me, that part is more believable than taking him with, than the part, you know, that's scary, making him jump. Because that jump seemed quite high. And, you know, we don't know, like, if they go through tunnels, they could have at least made the jump, you know, be, like, smoother. I don't know. Yes. Which they make for Harry, I guess. Right? And Ron. And Ron. Yep. So the jump was kind of smooth-ish, but they didn't know that. I do have an issue with the jump since we're talking about it. Uh, if you pay attention to the movie, I mean, when they throw Lockhart in... Yeah, he falls straight down. Well, he falls... I think all of them fall straight down at the beginning, so that's that part I'm okay with until probably the tunnel curves back. That's It's okay. But... It takes him two seconds or less. And yeah. then he just says, oh, it's very dusty or whatever down here. Something like that. Whereas when Ron and Harry jump right after him, it takes it them, takes a while. I don't know, seven, eight, nine seconds. Like it's yeah. like going through all these this maze or whatever and going down. I know that the movie does not necessarily mean that every second in the movie equals every second in real life. Like yeah. just fast forward, but it always bothered me that, and also when Lockhart jumps, you see him. There is two different views. There is a view when Ron pushes him with his broken wand, and you can see him fall, and then there is another one, uh, an aerial view, kind of, or yeah, from the top where you see him falling. But if you put those two side by side, it's pretty much the same time. Like yeah. by the time you move to that top view he would have been way deeper into the top yeah, yeah he I, know, wasn't. I know so very yeah, that, that's all right like but i don't mind that i, I so it's like me. How, i didn't notice it now i've noticed it yeah. for years how how didn't ron's wand break when he pushed him you know it was just held by duct tape duct tape is really strong oh, it wasn't it even was duct scotch tape, tape. Scotch tape. <laughs> i guess tape works tape is strong but yeah, then they go down. Yes. They see a bunch of skeletons. Yeah. Skeletons. After reaching the bottom of the tunnel, Professor Lockhart tries to erase Harry's memory using Ron's broken wand. But unfortunately, the spell backfires and causes Lockhart to forget even his own name, while also separating Ron and Harry with a pile of large rocks that fall between them. Oh, I have more questions here, too. Okay. <laughs> um, how dumb is Lockhart, really? And what I mean by that is he knew from Professor Snape, if not from anybody else, during one of the yeah, dueling club runs. sessions that Ron's uh, wand is useless and dangerous. I think Snape says something like, if we have Ron and Harry duel, you'll have Harry sent uh, in a box or something. Matchbox. Matchbox to the uh, hospital wing. Yeah. So he knows, and then they replace him with Draco. So even if he didn't pay attention in the own in his own class that he teaches, Lockhart should know that Ron has a broken wand. He can see it. Why does he 
try to do that with Ron's wand, which hasn't performed any single piece of the most successful magic actually that wand has performed that we know of in the second movie has been one, two, three forever though. True. It did not end up converting Ron into a half goblin. Yeah. But it did that to the rat. <laughs> Other than that, nothing. True. So that's one thing. And then the second question is why um, didn't Harry attempt to use his wand against Professor Lockhart just like he did in Lockhart's office a few minutes ago? Because Lockhart says, actually, I'm going to do the same thing to you. And then the two of them are pointing their wands and saying, don't even try. And then he gives up. Ron is out of the picture. So really, Lockhart in his office was afraid of just Harry. Harry has a wand. Actually, I paid attention when he falls from the tunnel, he's holding his wand yeah, really yeah. tight, which they did really well. So that, you know... He Lock points it again and at Lockhart. And he points at Lockhart. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lockhart is like, oh, your adventure ends here, boys. And he has a speech. You have a wand, yes. But, yeah. but here, you have a wand. So it's dumb on both sides. Why is Lockhart trying now to attack Harry? Whereas before he was even closer and he didn't. And now he has a broken wand. And why isn't Harry attacking back? Like, they could have come up with another, like, Harry couldn't find his wand and he was too far away. And yeah. that I could see. But this one is... Yeah, Harry doesn't, first of all, Harry doesn't get proficient with using Expelliarmus until the end of the second the book. No, until the end <laughs> of the second book. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's why, but still, like, he could have tried something. I, I see what you mean, but, you know, it's the usual villain speech cliche in every book and every movie. So that's what it is. Don't don't analyze it too seriously. Then, okay, why does Ron... <laughs> last question for this section what does Ron hit Lockhart with a rock when he loses his memories comedic purposes I mean it's just it's just funny like you remember we used to laugh at that scene when we were little did we yeah yeah we did it was just funny it's funny when you're little it was funny what Lockhart says after he loses yeah. his mind but and then you know Daryl is just like boom and you're like haha that's funny okay sure. yeah but how did why did Obliviate throw him back? That's my question. Well, I have an answer for that. It's okay. a two-part answer. Part one, it's a spell done with a broken wand. Yeah. And we have seen even when Ron said eat slugs. Yeah, he's thrown he's back. He's thrown back. I think it has to do with a broken wand, but also we have a person who is not really good at doing even the only spell he can perform. Yeah, I think the broken wand. It's uh, probably more plausible, though. Also, it's kind of nice. I don't know if you noticed in this scene, but you can see the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets Yes. in the background. That was cool. Yep. I hadn't noticed it before. I was like, how does Harry know where to go? Well, yeah. there is only one way forward. Correct. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we move on to the big... Yes, scene? yes. One last thing. Uh, when they fall... It seems like there are multiple ways that they could go. Yeah, but it seems like they all they they all probably lead to the same direction at the end. Maybe I think because yeah. I think Lockhart has another tunnel behind him, and Harry has another yeah. one. I think they all lead the same way. Some of them might take grass, and I don't know why, but yeah. All right, all right. I just was wondering, like, how they chose the correct one. Sure. To go through. Either way, Ron well, and Harry are separated. Yes. Now, let me quickly, but not so quickly, introduce this next scene. Because I'm going to try to summarize what happens next, since it happens pretty much in one place. And one try. So, 
In the next long scene, which is also the last scene we're going to analyze today, um, we see the climax for the second movie. We learn that Tom Marvolo Riddle is an anagram for I am Lord Voldemort. The memory of Voldemort is going to become the full alive Voldemort once the magic that will take Ginny's life is complete. Meanwhile, Riddle tells the Basilisk to attack Harry, but Fox helps up by doing three things. First, she uh, brings, or he brings, it brings, Harry the sorting hat, out of which comes the sword of Gryffindor, which Harry then uses to fight the snake. Then Fox blinds the snake, allowing Harry to fight the snake face-to-face -face without having to worry about instant death. And lastly, when Harry kills the snake but gets poisoned by it, Fox uses his tears to heal Harry. Harry also uses the basilisk's venomous fang to destroy the diary, a.k.a. saving Ginny and preventing Voldemort from returning for now. <sighs> it was good. Did you do that in one breath? I don't think so. I have. I did. I, I have to check. Now, you take it away. I need to break. I need to take a break. So the first thing that I noticed is that a couple of inconsistencies. Go ahead. When Harry talks to the door, I assume he's saying the same thing. Open. That he said, you know, to the sink upstairs. But now he's saying open round door. Yeah. Not open yeah. things. Whatever. It it just sounds different, like way different. And I didn't like that. The other thing that I the other thing that I didn't like is the snakes that are pulling back. Oh, why didn't you like that? So if you notice, like the door opens, you know, from right to left. So it's opening in the in the outside the inside, or what the side of Harry yeah. is yeah. yeah so it's not like the snakes are blocking anything you know like it's real be... snakes yeah, yeah i i know but like it's not working like a real lock like it's not blocking the door from being open it's not like the neck of the snake was like some type of you know some, like some type of lock that wouldn't like if you pulled the door not open like there was no ring at the end oh, of the snake or thinking... something like that. Yeah, I'm thinking mechanical, yeah, not magical. Like I understand that this is magical and everything. It just would have been cooler if there was something like that. You know, like if the head of the snake was going in the wall, for example, and blocking the entrance to open, but then yeah. it opens. Either way, that's those are the two inconsistencies. Uh, then... Harry goes in and he sees Voldemort and he's really scary. I think this Voldemort is scary, just like hiding in the shadows. Kinda. Yeah. Except Harry is not scared of him at first, especially yeah. because he doesn't know who he is. And he thinks yeah. He thinks they're friends. Yeah. Because he saw him in a memory. Right. Either way, Dumbledore uh Dumbledore, what am I saying? Voldemort picks up Harry's wand and he tells him, hey, Jin is dying. I'm getting stronger and explains the Tom Marvolo riddle part. How stupid it is, is it that it spells out, I am Lord Voldemort. Why do you think that's stupid? I just don't like the I am part. Imagine like you take your name. First of all, you take a name that you don't really like, Tom Marvolo riddle, and then 
your name is named after a muggle person and you hate muggles besides the marvolo part tom riddle is a muggle and then you use that muggle name tom riddle his dad voldemort's dad was a muggle so and he hated his muggle name that's why he changed it but he changed his muggle name you using his muggle name so like he just rearranged the letters of his muggle name to stupidly smell smell (laughs) spell (laughs) i am lord voldemort like the I am part so dumb, so cheesy. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's it, it's something definitely that he is recycling the name that he doesn't like to make a, a good name instead of invent reinventing himself completely. But he was also bored. I mean, all those years in spending the summers alone at hogwarts and he had no place to go and all that didn't spend the summer at hogwarts oh in the beginning yes, yeah he did. no he didn't he spent the summers at the whatever the orphanage really yeah yeah he didn't spend summers at hogwarts i'll have to check on that yeah. i thought he has no, no i thought he spent summers at hogwarts if if students were allowed to spend summers at hogwarts harriet spent well after voldemort he stopped doing that clearly <laughs> you saw what happens when somebody says yeah so i don't i don't think they did I, that's not even a problem i have with him recycling his name and not being too much into in his character well the problem i have with him using a wand to show that his name is an anagram of i am lord voldemort is that you have a wand you clearly are performing magic because that is magic sure writing things in thin air and then just moving the letters around performing an you know, swap of the letters is magic. Why don't you use even simple, not too strong of magic if you're not strong yet, to just, you know, block Harry. Literally, block, block him. There's so many spells that we already know that he's just use. not strong enough. That's it. But he's strong enough to write with those letters. Imagine like writing with a wand and performing like a Petrificus yeah. Totalis or a Vada yeah. Kedavra. Like he's just not strong enough. I don't in the, agree with you. In the book, he is described as a ghost. Like he is, you know, more. He I'm doesn't, talking about the movie, though. Yeah, yeah, but like even in the movie, like he's not supposed to be fully there yet. Like, and he says, as Ginny grows weaker, I grow stronger. I think it partially has to do with that. I think it also has to do with Voldemort's character. If you remember the demise of Voldemort, both the first and the second time, and pretty much every single time he fails, even in his small battles, Voldemort seems sometimes to miss the fine details, and he tends to be a show-off as well. And he just doesn't go beyond things he doesn't understand, so he was just convinced that the Basilisk would destroy Harry. Yeah, that could be it as well. I think. He is also a little bit confused i think because he tells harry and parcel mouth won't save you like the snake only obeys to me mm-hmm. but the snake might obey to harry as well if harry tried speaking parcel tongue to him whatever you know but the fact that he said that they just ruled that out yeah but he ruled that out you know there is an episode of freaking morty where the bad guy tells them you know you can run, but you cannot hide. And they're like, why are we following this guy? 
like why don't we just try hiding because he's the bad guy and here like just because the bad guy says that you can do something doesn't mean that you can try interesting you know and especially knowing that harry gets his powers to speak parcel mouth because of voldemort you know he could have controlled the snake and they could have confused the snake and the snake would have just been like ah you handle this yourself but either way fox comes last episode i said why didn't fox bring a rooster but i guess fox didn't know that the monster was a basilisk and even if it knew you know maybe it wasn't smart enough to know that they had 50 years to figure it out they're not gonna yeah yeah but yeah it brings the hat which is cool and i have a quiz for you and the quiz is this in the books how does harry get the hat how does harry get the sword out of the hat he his brain sends some signals to the muscles of his arm and hands and fingers (laughs) and then he reaches out for the hat for the sword within the hat and then he pulls the hat the sword out of the hat he puts the hat in his head Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and he feels something heavy and then it's... the sword is huge yeah that's how it works okay it's a magical head brother okay yeah well like you said in the previous episodes, Voldemort, aka Tom Riddle, can be very manipulative and persuasive. And he said that he was such himself explicitly when he described how he manipulated Jenny yeah. to do the things that she did. Also, in this movie, Voldemort is not mentioned much until now, since the encounter with Lucius Malfoy at the bookstore at the beginning of the movie. Yes. What do you think of that? Uh, well, it is. Um, oh, I think that in the books it's mentioned more. It's mentioned when Dobby goes to visit Harry in the hospital wing, and Harry thinks like, "Oh, it could be Voldemort," and you know harry asks dobby is it voldemort and dobby says Mm-mm, because it's tom riddle right and later dobby says i was trying to give you a hint <laughs> <laughs> by telling you that um but yeah interesting uh, i guess we i don't know if we expected you know that it would be voldemort or not when we first watch it did you expect it was voldemort on uh, like behind all of this behind all of this oh yeah, yeah for sure everybody mm-hmm. did and it, to, to what did. capacity no i didn't know if it was if tom riddle was i didn't know it was a voldemort's memory but i didn't know if it was one of his followers or one of his friends if he had any or family or you know what i mean but yeah we know by the time the first movie ends that the main villain of this you know, time in the wizarding world is Voldemort. All right. And what is always strike me is that Voldemort being half blood despises that part of him so much, but yet 
he cannot get rid of it because it's part of his himself forever that he turns against the next most immediate close thing to a mud blood to a half blood that is not half blood which is a mud blood yeah because he could have drawn the line at muggles but no he wanted to bring it as close as possible to himself without including himself also you kind of have to understand why like why why was he so, so against muggles and it's kind of touched a little bit but not too much because he's portrayed as a pure evil but on the other hand he kind of despises his father for leaving his mother and he doesn't know that his mother bewitched his father to be together he his thought is that his father left his mother once she learned that once he learned tom's father learned that tom's mother was a witch which is not the case because Voldemort says right. she was most likely using a love potion, etc., etc. Um, so yeah, I think that's one reason why Voldemort is the way he is and why he hates Muggleborns and things like that. But also, like he didn't, he never knew true love. He didn't have parents that grew with that, you know, raised him up, um, and you know his parents. He was basically created from a love potion, not from true love. Those are all very good points, which are a collection of different things said in different books. Yes. However, explaining the origins of something does not justify of course not. what people do. Yeah, of course not. Because what you just said a few seconds ago applies directly to Harry. Being raised by evil people who constantly despise them, being raised by muggles, that treated him horribly, without parents, without love, with only hate, with not belonging anywhere. And yet, he did not turn out to be like Voldemort. And they're so similar and so different at the same time. So, there you have it. Uh, at the end of the day, what they have in common, I think, is not just this. It's the fact that everybody may make a mistake every now and then. Everybody grows from their mistakes. If there is one thing that defines Tom Riddle until his real end is that he never learns from his mistakes. True, true. And basically this becomes the true cause of his demise, final demise. And since we're going into more thematic stuff here, uh, another theme of this book is choice, right? Very true, absolutely. Uh, and then we, we learn that even though, like you said, like Tom Riddle, Voldemort and Harry are so similar, the choices that they make make them different. That's what Dumbledore says. Yeah, exactly. You're so wise. Later You're on. So wise. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Riddle sees the basilisk in the eye, but he does not die. And don't tell me that he's not fully human yet, because I don't buy that. I'm not going to say that. So I'll say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just come up with things? Yes, that doesn't count because he. Oh, here's my problem with that. Because he's in the middle of this transformation, he is becoming human, but he cannot perform yet all the magics that, you know, wizards, real full wizards can do. He is in the process of becoming fully wizard, but yet 
he cannot be killed by a basilisk. So he, he tells, gets, he gets whatever he cherry picks from both worlds, the real and non-real one. He tells the basilisk to not look him in the eye. I That's saw it, it in the movie. I saw it in the movie, <laughs> not, and he looks. You at know what? The I'm not sure if your parents, who are also my parents, have told you, but not everything that you see in the movies is true. Okay. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from this one, Fox is the real hero of this. Of course, scene. Like I said, he performed three very crucial. No, he things. is the hero of the entire book, not just the scene. Sure, he's the hero of the wizarding he, world. He blinds the basilisk. He gives the hat where the sword comes from, and then he heals Harry from the most venomous snake in the entire world. That is true. Remember when Harry goes in the tunnel and the snake, running from the snake, the blind snake, and he's got no wand, he's got no sword yet, nothing. And he uses a rock to and escape. And he uses a rock to it's escape. It's pretty impressive. just wanted to reminisce a little bit and remember, remind you what had happened many years ago when we first saw this movie. We saw it at home. Yeah. And the lights went out. Oh, yeah. At yeah, the part yes. where... Harry was literally cornered and had nowhere to go. And then we had to wait for, I don't know, three hours, four hours to see what happens because we hadn't started Spoiler reading the book Spoiler alert, yet. he did not die. <laughs> we kind of knew that, happen, but how? We don't know how. Yeah, but it's cool. Like it shows that Harry is scrappy and wants to fight and all of that. I like that scene. And the CGI was really good as it is throughout the movie compared to the first one. Yeah, yeah. In in this scene, mostly good. There are some parts where, at the end, where the snake and Harry are fighting right before Harry stabs the snake. That is a little shaky. Overall, it's really good compared to the first movie. Yeah. And they had smaller budget. I just want to remind yeah. you of that. Okay, so Harry... Why does Harry climb the head of Salazar Slytherin to fight the Basilisk? And how does he come down after the snake basically bites him. He comes down the same way he climbed up. And we saw how difficult it was for him to climb up. Imagine down is even harder. That was... I I think it took the scenic crowd coming back down. Hmm. You know, the scenic crowd, smoother route. <laughs> Maybe. Not yeah. the express route. Um, what was your other question? Why did he go up in the first place? Uh, probably because... Well, here's a couple of reasons. I hadn't thought about that until now. But he tried not to... His first instinct was to run away. And then he couldn't, remember? Like, he was... There was... It was a, impossible. The other way was towards the exit. And had he exited, he would have put... Left Ginny alone to die. Voldemort to come back. Yeah. Put Harry or Ron in danger. So, no. And everybody else. Uh, so, then he came back. And then he went through the tunnel or through whatever tunnel in that inside that wall. He tried the tunnel and the, the snake came out the other way. So those tunnels are connected. So he realized even, even if I'm in the tunnel, I escaped once. I was lucky to escape once. I'm not going to escape again. Mm -hmm. So he just thought probably that by going up on that statue, he can have an advantage over the enemy. Because the enemy is blind, can get and see anyway. Anyway, so he sure. hide from it, and then because the snake is so tall and can go up and down, but by Harry being up, 
this is how he got an advantage. Yeah, always the high ground. Yeah, <laughs> that's from Star Wars. Um, yeah, he stabs him, stabs himself on the process as well, which is fine. Yes. Um, then he stabs the diary. And Tom Riddle is gone for good, Ish. but not Voldemort. I mean, well, I I, half yeah. of Voldemort. <laughs> the funny thing is that I think after this point, Harry has more Voldemort in him than the actual Voldemort does. Or, or I think it might be, no, it is after the fourth book. Yeah, it is after the fourth book. So far, Harry and Voldemort have the an Same equal amount, amount of yeah, Voldemort, of Voldemort inside, inside them. But after Impressive. the fourth, after the fourth book, like the beginning of the fourth book, Harry is more Voldemort than Voldemort. Impressive. And half of the Voldemort is already dead right. by the beginning of the third book or by the end of the second book. By the beginning of the third book? By the end of the second book, like now. Got it. When Harry stabs the diary. I don't know if... I know exactly how this math works because it's about when he split his soul first and second yeah, yeah. and third. But without going into too much detail, the point is when you split your soul to get a horcrux, you're not telling, okay, here's one-tenth of my soul. You split, no, it, in you half, split it in half. And then you time. do it again, you split it in half. So what D is trying to say right now is that... This was the first Horcrux. This was the first Horcrux. So it has 50% Voldemort. So it's got too much Voldemort inside of him. So look at Harry, like two movies in out of eight, and he's killed half of Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> More than half if you count whatever happened years ago in Godric's Hollow. Well, he hasn't killed that part. That part is still living. Weak. Yeah. Barely Weak. alive. Yeah. True. <laughs> look at Harry. He's only 12. Yes, imagine Look what he's going to do when he gets accomplishments. Yeah. I know, I know. Makes us feel so bad. Great flyer. <laughs> Sucks as a wizard, but... <laughs> hey, he's been doing a lot of spells this, true, this, true. this Good season. For him. So. The scene ends with Harry saying, It's all right, Ginny. It's over. It's just a memory. Uh, Very metaphoric. And he goes, Did you see what I did there? <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to say about this scene or anything else in... What we talked about. I today. really like the fox scene where fox cries. The CGI there is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't like the fact that fox basically, you know, has all the powers that were described before that come in handy now. Like I said, I wish I had that you yeah. have said another one just yeah. to blend it in. Yeah. But either way, fox saves them and yeah, it's over. I like how ink comes out of the book. Yes. Yes. It's a good touch, you know, because like where is all the thing going? Was the book getting heavy? I always thought that was thing? blood. No, just think. It's the point. Yeah. And again, just like in the following your theme of, you know, how book one and two are similar, the villain just kind of vanishes <laughs> one of in ashes, one of them and just lights. Yeah. Exactly. But I like this Voldemort. I hope he's doing good things with himself. The actor who plays Voldemort. <laughs> they did very well when they destroyed him because the more punctures the book got, yeah. the more it was punctured by the basilisk venom or Pang, um, you'd see more punctures yeah. in 
Tom Riddle. I always wondered what would happen if this Tom Riddle came to life. What would happen with the I have other wondered the Voldemort. same thing. I don't know. I think that would become a. There would have to be some kind of emerging. Yeah. I don't know. I've wondered the same thing. But this Voldemort would be way stronger than that other Voldemort. Because this would be 50% fall. But it would be so also dumber. True. Voldemort doesn't learn much, but still. Oh, he, he experiments. He's very smart. He's like a good, good student. Come on, you got to give him that. There is he one area it's... of magic that he doesn't know anything about. It's love. Yes. Oh. But he is a student. He's like a researcher. He gets deep. He wants to learn. Like, I don't quite agree with you. If he got deep, he would have... <laughs> okay, we're going off on a tangent now, but if he was as interested in going deep, he would have learned what we know happens in the rest of the series. Let, I mean, let me bring you just one example, right? He rushes to go to the Battle of Hogwarts and get Harry Potter and instead of like preserving those last pieces of Horcruxes because he has power en enough, like so much power to save his Horcruxes at the end. There is but only he's... one Horcrux left at the end that he has to And protect. he should have... She should have gotten that Horcrux. It's the Hogwarts one, but Harry gets into Hogwarts. What about the snake? He keeps the snake in an enchanted thing until the end. Exactly. Why? And why no not... one is able to penetrate. Why not? Okay, I'm going to pretend for a second here I'm Voldemort. Okay. If I see or I found out or I feel that all the Horcruxes are gone except for one at Hogwarts and then one, well, the, the snake. Yeah, I would say which is the Horcrux that I have got my hands on right now, the snake. I am going to make sure that the snake remains safe, not just where I'm at, but even if I have to leave, the snake is safe. And he brings the snake in the middle of a battle. Only when the battle is won, or when he thinks that the battle is won. Only after he kills Harry Potter, the snake is with him. And he the is whole so time. studious, and he does so much research. He doesn't even bother. He is so fooled. That Harry Potter is dead, even though Harry Potter is a few feet away from him. Come on, I'm he just I'm is just saying. theatrical a little bit. He likes True. to show off. True. He likes to just put on a show. But you cannot say that he's not smart. And I that never he said he was. Oh, oh, he doesn't study. I've always thought he doesn't study enough. Really? Studying enough in the areas that you're interested is not enough. I think to be who Voldemort pretended to be or wanted to be. But I mean. Come he on. studies every area. Why didn't he know? Love. Why didn't he? Okay, let me go somewhere else. Forget about the Horcruxes. Let's go back to the study part. Why didn't Voldemort just take a deep breath, do some yo or uh, mindfulness meditation, meditation yeah. and say deep breaths going in through the nose, coming out through the mouth? Why isn't this one behaving? I tried doing this magic and it didn't work. I tried get getting it from Dumbledore, but yes, he thought he studied it and he killed Snape and it still didn't quite feel right. Why didn't he just sit and think and ask and do research and ask people, how did Dumbledore die at the tower? What happened step by step? Dumbledore would have asked that. Oh, come on. That that whole thing that like the wand, Harry took the wand from Draco. Yeah, he did. And, uh, that I don't believe. 
it, we saw and, it happen. Yeah, we saw it happen, but leave that alone. I don't think that's the reason why the Elder Wand would not work for Voldemort. I think the Elder Wand would not work for Voldemort because he simply at that point was not strong enough. He was like one thirty seconds of a soul to, you know, to even wield the Elder One. So that's why I believe that Harry beats him with the Elder One. He's not strong enough to wield it. It's as simple as that. It has nothing to do with Draco, who is... How did the One know, thousand miles away, that first of all, you know, the One was his... And Dumbledore let Draco disarm him. Oh, yeah, that, you're right. It doesn't count. I, I just think it doesn't. Well, I think it does, because that's what the books say it does. Did you write the books? The books are wrong. Oh, oh, sure, sure. Okay, <laughs> okay. I think it's time for us to wrap up. Yeah. Anything right, else fair. you'd like to say? I'm ready for the quiz. Let's move I on hope. to the quiz. How many sinks surrounded the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets? Ten. Eight. I, I was between eight and ten. How many snakes are on the metal door to the Chamber of Secrets? Eight. Seven. <laughs> Plus one that goes moving. Oh, I thought you but were you counting did not, that you did not, one. You did not think I was counting that one. No, I didn't. <laughs> and that wraps up the quiz. Oh, just two questions? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the favorite spell in the movie segment and in the movie so far. There is only one spell that we see in this segment of the second movie, and that is Obliviate, the forgetfulness charm. Use to erase, I remind you all, specific memories from an individual's mind. That is performed once, but it fails because of the wand primarily. It's performed by Professor Lockhart. Uh, obviously, that is also our favorite movie or spell in this segment, rather. But in the whole movie so far, does Obliviate replace any of your favorite spells? Your, your, your top one is Veraverta right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with it. Oh my goodness. Like, do you remember what your favorite movie was in the, what your favorite spell in the last movie was? Something, something, da, 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 don't write water into realm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you don't remember it clearly. For me, the favorite spell in this movie remains Expelliarmus. Because you can do so much with it, and we know you can basically win with this. You yeah. can defeat the darkest wizards of all time. All right, that's it for the quiz. Should we move on to the last segment, the bi-weekly profit? Let's do it. There is no birthdays to celebrate between the last release dates of our episodes, but a piece of news, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is going to premiere in Japan as well on July 8th, 2022. And the casting process is already finished and the actors are announced. Cool, cool. So if you have listeners in Japan, congratulations. Go online and book your tickets to see the Cursed Child. Everybody who's seen it says it's great. Any other news you'd like to share or anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Because next time we meet, we are going to wrap up the Chamber of Secrets. We'll see you next time. And until then, remember to solemnly swear that, that you're up to no good. Bye-bye. <laughs>